Yeah, okay, mister, I just heard the phrase of a fucking tree falling. No, I said I've heard this <laughs> phrase before. Just a saying that I never never caught on to. I've, I say it to everyone who says it. I'm trying to end it. End that phrase 2020. Chris, it's a, it's a brain twizzler. You're not supposed to... Twizzler. Twizzler. You hungry, boy? <laughs> that boy hungry. First of all, Twizzlers are Trizash. So that should even be... Twizzlers Twizzlers? are good. Are good. Twizzler the fucking fire. red? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The red that shit got no flavor. No, yeah. I, I, no flavor. I, I hate Twizzlers. More. I used to hate them, but they, they got better. All right, let's get it. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Planet of Doubt channel, where we doubt everything. I'm here with the squad. My name is Chris. Six Drive. RCL. It's your boy, John Lewis. Welcome back to Planet of Doubt channel, episode 17. Today, we got a special guest for you. Goes by the name of Curtis. Curtis the Kid. Welcome to the channel, sir. So, man, thank you guys for having me. We close, uh, Curtis is a close friend of ours. Uh, we we work together in music, and we'll probably get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. But yeah, man, episode seventeen, we're almost legal, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's enjoy this year while we can. Uh, but yeah, how are you guys doing? How's been your week? How's it been out here in the streets with the COVID? <laughs> COVID nineteen. Oh, Manny, Manny's Manny's directly <laughs> responsible to answer this question. Man, well, let what me. Do do? Yeah, Manny's yeah, I, definitely. I, I like Manny. <laughs> He'll be like, "Well, um, uh, <laughs> just uh, another work week. Uh, like at work, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got COVID again. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm sorry, Manny. Nah, Manny, Manny should should be back at work. Um, but Manny. Actually, let's just recognize what's going on. Manny's not here. Uh, we don't know why, but... <laughs> He'll let you know next week. We'll see next week. Well, it was good. So shout out to Manny for the Frosted Flake. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, how's it going out there in Jersey, dog? Uh, Chris, have you been taking advantage of your finally getting to dine in situation? I have. <laughs> I have. It's uh... every day. What was the first <laughs> restaurant you went to? I better hear some five star think, the way you've been talking about this. No, well, I got I got sushi. Um, that's the first that's the first spot I went to. And then, Hola, what kind of sushi? California roll, uh, shrimp tempura, uh, eel. What? You what, ate what the whole menu. What, what do you want me to tell? <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I don't know. I thought you were gonna say something like I got the dragon beard. Dragon spicy roll. Yeah, I got all that. All that. I saw. I told him, give me one of all everything. Right. <laughs> Nah, but yeah, that's the first thing I, I went to. Um, just recently went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the football game. So, how was that? that? Was, was there people out there? Dog, that shit was not packed at all for the first for the first game of the year. And like wings and football, and like that's basically what Buffalo Wild Wings strives on. Mm. Is it was completely empty, pretty much. Only a few people went. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like. I feel like on a on a even on a regular day, Buffalo Wild Wings over here wasn't really ever like packed. So I can even imagine like during COVID, the boys are gonna have a hard time. I'm surprised yeah, it's a still big location open. too. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. No, well, Buffalo Wild Wings is is a is a huge chain, and well, they, they were gotta... they were gonna be bankrupt uh, once in a while. Actually, um, Arby's bought them. What? Arby's. Yeah. That so who, who saved Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know one person that goes to Arby's. Dog. I've never seen that drive-through film. The person that saved. Well, not, not, not here. Not here. Like, uh, 
Red Robin? I don't, there's no Red Robin here anymore. They took all that shit out. They took that off? The one at the mall? All the, yeah, yeah, all the ones here is gone. Those unlimited fries, RIP. No, Red Robin's was like the, the mutual restaurant where it's like, if you're tired of everything, let's yeah, just go to Red Robin. <laughs> no Flanagan's? No Ale House? All right. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what's your mutual restaurant, Curtis? Well, let's let's talk about this, Curtis real quick. This, this whole guy, Curtis, about to be an unpopular. KTK, AKA Curtis the <laughs> This man is bougie as shit. This man's at Korean barbecues every fucking week. Let's guess I would right here. He's at Blue Ginger every week. Damn. So. No, actually, actually, I had to I had to retire Blue Ginger for the time being. Really? Why? Why? Yeah, I um, I read online. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they recently got in trouble for uh, this little health code thing thing. So, you know, I got to let... Yeah, so I got to let... You Which know, one's Blue Ginger? This is Marimar. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like uh, Benny Hanna's. Oh, okay. It but, was uh, like the fallout of like, yo, it's 9.30. Everything else is closing, but Blue Ginger is open like one more hour. So let's just go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least for us. But damn, yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't know they had a health code... Well, I think I think they're back open, but still, you know, you gotta give it you know, a you gotta, let, you gotta let some time pass. <laughs> for, John, but I'm gonna make my re-entrance. John, y'all haven't hit up Japan in. Oh, I was just there. On <laughs> look at, look at <laughs> How was that over there? Like with everything oh, going on. So I've been to Japan in like twice since COVID, <laughs> and um, I went maybe like april may the first time and like really? yeah i think so around when that time. march was like when everything shut down they were open that fast yeah but you it was like you had to make a reservation and they had like only like literally mm-hmm. only only you at your hibachi table basically damn so that was straight but then i went on saturday and it was kind of like i walked down i was like damn like it was <laughs> it was a little a little crowded in there no, no one's going by that uh, capacity so, bullshit. So, um, yeah, we still like, you know, like me and Ange, like we still we had a, a table and we were still kind of like kind of by ourselves. But the restaurant was like definitely like borderline like full in there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, are there people in your table, even though it's like a big ass situation? Yeah, it was, it was me and it was like three other people, but they were like on the other side of the table. So it wasn't like that bad, but just looking around, it was just like, damn. you know, when I walked in there, I was like, damn, like, because when I called, I called and I was like, yo, I want to make a reservation for like 830. And the guy was like, oh, it's going to be a 45 minute wait. And I was like, for what? It was like a 45 minute wait. But I was like, all right, then make my reservation at eight and I'll show up at like 830, you know? Right. And um, yeah, I showed up and I, did, I didn't have to wait, but yeah, it was like super packed in there. And I was like, damn, like. You went to the one in Western? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, aside from all the fucking Japanese spots that you're, that you're eating or Korean and Chinese, what is, like, your mutual restaurant that you go with your homeboys or your crew? Like, cause, you know, some people get tired of Ale House. Some people get tired of this, this, and that because they go there too much. So, what's, like, the default where it's like, all right, fuck it, let's just go here? Um, Everyone likes Chick-fil-A. You're not going to Chick Fil A with your crew. You're not squatting Wait. up at home. <laughs> no, you're going on a trip or something quick. But nah. Listen, guys, I, I like eat at Chick Fil A four to five days a week. I haven't even seen the inside of a Chick Fil A in three years. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So, like a, a sit down restaurant with my yeah. homie. Um, 
I mean, something quick, like, I don't know, Chili's. I know, but Chili's is like it's fifty fifty. It depends on your crew, though, because we have like people that hate Chili's, like Eddie. <laughs> Shout out Trippin'. to Ian, Eddie, and Z. And I know you. Some people don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it because of the fucking dessert, dog. That molten lava cake is my favorite dessert yeah, out of every honey, restaurant. The honey crispers, those shits, those shits hit ten out of ten times. <laughs> and they're lucky they got the what is it. Uh, three items for ten dollars. Yeah, that deal, that deal is fucking nuts. Oh, it's yeah. not there anymore. They changed that. No way. Yeah, they took it off. Jose got all the restaurant updates. <laughs> Boy, no, no, Jose got Twitter all alerts? the news that goes against our news. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ten and 200, 200 million. Nah, I did seventy five million. Okay, <laughs> he got all the against us news. I'm tired because I try. I was gonna order from there last week, and I saw they didn't have that deal. I'm like, oh, never mind. Hey, you know me. Uh, if I don't have deals, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been good for you though, because low key, most restaurants when you order to go, they're kind of trash. And I feel like Chili's. No, is yeah, definitely to go Chili's is, yeah. is really good. Yeah, I've, good? I've had. Yeah, I've had Chili's to, to go. go? It's yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah, that depends what you get. Like if I get the Cajun chicken pasta for the three for ten, the noodles or that pasta's coming in weird every really? time. They're usually quick and. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's not about the it's about the quality of the food yeah. once you get home and shit. I've been to Chili's a couple of times during quarantine season. <laughs> I feel like you probably are the most to be going out of everybody here. <laughs> like to me? places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I do. I mean I well I go out to eat a lot. I'm not like I haven't like been anywhere like social, like really mm-hmm. anything like no parties or nothing like that. Um who knows how long? I've only dapped up like seven people in like. Literally, I remember every time I've actually dapped up somebody like open hand. Everyone else yeah. is like, you I, know, I, I haven't done that since before quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, nah, yeah, I went to Chili's. Chili's is like um the one that's like across from where I, where, I, where I live, mm. um. They've they never really I mean they shut down for a little bit but they've been open and like there's been a lot of people in there but they kind of like separate the the table sort of right but uh, yeah, yeah shop Phillies when, when the place is big enough fifty percent is you can still make it work <clears throat> when it's yeah. like a bigger spot I know Cheesecake Factory a lot of people have been going there a lot lately oh I've been going there too <laughs> look at this guy oh, <laughs> everywhere <laughs> Are you the fucking food critic? Like this man's traveling, visiting all the restaurants. Quarantine review. <laughs> so you should um, do that. Cheesecake. Um, I was actually supposed to go there eat for dinner yesterday, but I ended up like not. But um, not cheesecake's been um, it's been fun. I've been ordering there. I was that's that's like that was the place I was ordering all the time. Like uh, when cheesecake everything was closed. Is. When everything was closed, I would like order there and just have to go pick it up. You know, that's all they were doing. Um, but now, like, I mean, cheesecake is pretty packed in there now. Oh, they got, yeah. Like, yeah. So sure. when I, last time I went, um, but yeah, shout out cheesecake too, man. All right, so I want to hear everybody's order from cheesecake here because they have a fucking Bible for a menu. So I want to see the range that we can get between five people of like what they order when they go to cheesecake if you order the food from there. So, All right. Right, wants to go first. Should I go? I'll go first. 
My order is a. I always get a Sprite whenever I go out. That's my restaurant drink. Order from Chipotle. They get Chipotle. Um, no, no, no. This is why I said it. From cheesecake is like the Chipotle Southwest salad or something like that. That's usually what I get. And then the Reese's cheesecake for dessert. Okay, okay. The last two uh, times I've been there, I've gotten. I think they're called the roadside sliders or something. It's like those are fire. Four little burgers. Awesome. Burgers or chicken. Oh, it gives you. I think it gives you the option, but if I if I could choose between you know steak and chicken, I'm gonna go with the steak, especially for a burger. But yeah, I get those the last two times and a banana cream cheesecake. Mm, nice. I got I got two things. My no three three things. Oh. <laughs> I'll start off All right. So for a drink, usually like a water with lemon. Um, <laughs> Maybe, the generic maybe, yeah maybe i go i'm a sprite guy no ice with the no cheesecake ice. <laughs> yeah or um i might get like a you know a drink drink like a mojito or sangria or something um to eat dish number one is a <laughs> chicken chicken alfredo pasta spaghetti pasta blackened chicken add shrimp oh, uh, damn boy yeah, this yeah. Man is, uh, one plate is like thirty dollars. A hundred twenty. Second one is um, just their orange chicken that they got there. Orange chicken with the, the white white rice is pretty good. I, and I then, haven't had it in a while. That shit. Uh, Wait, are you like, having these plate? Are you having these plates on the same night? No, 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 like, no, no, no. This is just oh, like okay. uh, <laughs> my three go tos. And, and then repertoire. And then, <laughs> and then the third is uh, jambalaya. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you got three dishes. Okay. What's the dessert? Uh, what is it? Traditional cheesecake, regular cheesecake. Boring. <laughs> you got a water with lemon and then a normalized cheesecake. <laughs> when, you're the, when you're at the factory of cheesecakes. <laughs> All right, Jose, what you got? Um, I read the name of it, but it's like a some type of pasta with like some angel pasta shit. Yeah, it's like some type of angel puzzle, but it comes with like this chicken that's like, it's kind of like what you order in the Spanish restaurants, like the... Melanesa? Yeah, it's kind of like that. I read the name of it, though. But like it's, a, it's like a breaded... Parmesan? Yeah, it's like a chicken parmesan breaded, um, like big piece of chicken, and that's just fire. And I also get either, I think it's kind of like a, these little like chicken fingers that they have. I yeah. read the name of that, but they give you like a whole basket of the, chicken stuff. The chicken littles? Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, that and like I love the bread and, and cheesecake too. That's oh, that fun. that bread is fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that white, is that white. really that hype? Like no, it's, it's fire. No, you guys I've like had the, the bread, but I'm saying like, like the white bread or the brown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, brown, like both. brown, brown. Yeah, the brown because yeah, it's softer. Pause, but the the, <laughs> the white bread because it. No one was thinking that. <laughs> no one was thinking that. You made it suck by saying you made the white bread because of what? Never mind. <laughs> no, no, They're both good. No, no, watches. They're both so good. I don't, I don't <laughs> eat bread. I don't eat bread. <laughs> They're both good. That's the <laughs> this man found a way to make bread sauce. <laughs> what about um, you? So when I was a, a, a amateur cheesecake goer, so this is like years ago, oh, I would just get the, the chicken Alfredo pasta. Um, and then recently, I just get what I guess what you're talking about, Jose. The is the Cajun chicken little mm. um, fingers, which, like you said, it's like a huge portion yeah, of chicken tenders and fries. 
and I've had the chicken sliders before, but I'm not like, oh, time out. This is the only reason why I go to Cheesecake. The fried macaroni balls, dog. Oh, my God. No way, Curtis. I've had them. They're fire. They're fire. Uh, they give you four macaroni balls. They're, like, fucking huge. They're, the base of the plate is, like, a cheese uh, pasta type of sauce. Mm-hmm. And you cut that shit down the middle, and it's fucking macaroni and cheese inside, dog. It's beautiful, dog. Nice. <laughs> it's fucking great. Olga gets the macaroni, fried macaroni burger, which is kind of OD, <laughs> but it's probably fine. Okay. I had that one time, I think. It was good. It was good? Yeah, I just feel like it would be a little bit overwhelming, but maybe not. Yeah, it's just a hella hot inside, so you got to watch out when you bite. Right. That cheese in the middle. It was interesting. Most of us had, like, a different dish, so that's good. Oh, when yeah, because they, yeah, they have pages. everything on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't order dessert because I don't eat cheesecake. So you don't get the carrot cake either? So I, I went to Grand Lux recently, and I saw that they got carrot cake, and I know that they're owned by Cheesecake. I didn't know they had that shit at Cheesecake, though. And that shit is like... Uh, I like Grand Lux, too. <laughs> Grand Lux is the Walmart version of Cheesecake. No, no, uh, no, no. Nah, <laughs> no. No, no, no. I think it, I think it might be... Uh, Wait, you think Grand Lux is better? I want to say uh, better. Because uh, Cheesecake owns it. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, but... So, public But I, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I don't I think like Grand, Grand Lux, Lux is, is marketed to be like... Yeah, I think it's like... Mar- it's it, They're like the same, but I think it's marketed mm-hmm. like to seem better... Have you been to Grand Lux, uh, Chris? Yeah, there's one by the movie theaters where, um, like by Sammy. So yeah, there's there's one right there. Because usually they put Grand Lux like in like the the like Aventura or Sawgrass next to like PF mm-hmm. Chang's or so it's like, you know. But same food pretty much. You see, if we're having that conversation, I'd rather go to Grand Lux because at Cheesecake, I'm. I mean, obviously, this is my fault because I'm ordering it, but I'm really ordering just like chicken tenders and fries. But at, at Buffalo, what we can buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Grand Lux Cafe, um, they have this thing called the Buffalo Rolls and the Buffalo Bites, and it's basically an egg roll crust with buffalo shredded inside. Yeah. And that, that shit, I can eat that shit unlimited, dog. I will spend $35. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. So, like, to me, Grand Lux has my favorite dish compared to the two, but yeah, is Grand Lux like even that international? Like, is it? Um, I don't even know. I've they had never, I've never seen a commercial or any marketing for Grand Lux. Right. Yeah, but like, it's Grand Lux is basically like, oh, you can't find the Cheesecake Factory here. Here's Grand Lux. <laughs> Jose, get us out of here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that guys, not transition. Have, have, you, have, you guys, have you guys seen any good movies lately? Well, we watched Tenet the other week. <laughs> How was that? We, we did like a oh, wow! <laughs> Thanks for watching the podcast, Curtis. What a huge we fan did a home review. <laughs> we did well, a home review. We did a home review. Who is this like guy? 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Bad? Because I, I was almost gonna see that the other day. I went to the movies. Um, no, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> You've been at the movies hella times. How, what have what have you been watching? Yeah, what are you watching? I went twice. Wait, you've been to the movies recently? Yeah. Yeah. For what? There's nothing. Like, yeah, but I'm saying like there's no movies. Oh, uh, I saw um New Mutants. Oh, probably trash. Um, it wasn't trash. 
it wasn't like phenomenal, obviously, but um, it was different. It was like a horror movie. One out of ten. What was your rating? Mm, like a six and a half. Yeah, yeah, I heard that from somebody else too. Yeah, it was like I mean, it was interesting. It was just like what else you saw? I feel like if, if it would have came out in October, it would have been cool. Um, I just saw a movie called Unhinged on Saturday. Wait, I heard Unhinged. about that. What is it? It's like a road rage movie. Like this dude. Um, oh yes. Yeah, it's kind of like a Taken, but like Road Rage. Mm. I version. heard it's like a true story, and they made it to a movie or something. Oh uh, damn! If that's true, then shit. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard of it, but I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's Russell Crowe, right? Russell. Crow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do want to watch that movie. No, nah, it was, it was, it was good. It was like a kind of you know suspense, like just it wasn't like amazing, you know. But um, you know. You were definitely the only people in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> So, speaking of movies, since we're here, what the fuck is good with Milan? Nobody saw Milan? I saw it. You saw it? Yeah, dude. You, you paid the $30. $30. No, no, he got the, he got the finesse. No, I did not pay $30. <laughs> I will never pay $30. <laughs> that shit came out, and I have not heard one soul. I, I've, heard the, I've heard the opposite. Everything what? that I've heard is that it was awful, yeah. and, the effects, yeah. and the effects were so cheap, Trash. and it looked so bad that... People are just trashing the shit out of it. No, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything good about it either. The acting was horrible. The the effects were bad. Like, the accent they were using, because obviously they're Asian Chinese and they're trying to speak English. And, it, like, the, they did that bad, too. Um, like, there was a, there was a scene... <laughs> before, racist. before you get canceled, what do you mean? No, Those accents are racist. They're, all, they're obviously trying to speak, like... Cause they're Englishies. they're always trying to speak English because we're used to that and we don't. They Dizzy doesn't want to use subtitles. Like I felt like they should have just used subtitles and make them speak their language. It would have been more authentic and better. Um, but the way you're phrasing, <laughs> I'm serious. Like that's that's the thing. Like, it, just, like it just they makes, couldn't use their native tongue. Yeah, it just right. makes the movie look even worse than what it is. But I get it in that sense. But um. I don't know. It was it was really bad. Like obviously they didn't have the favorite characters like we like like Mushu or like the cricket and stuff like that. But they have somebody that shapeshifts into a falcon. <laughs> like really? Yeah. Like, it was a phoenix. Yeah, or that. But they they try to. No, you saw it, <laughs> a falcon. No, no, they had two. They had two. It was there's. No, a I phoenix. mean, I don't know. I just heard from somebody. Oh, yeah, uh, they they transfer into a phoenix and then there's somebody that transfers to, to like a hawk or something like that. But the thing is, like they. They try to go like the realistic route, but they do that, so right. that makes sense. So right. kind of yeah. So, so, so if I have an extra thirty dollars in my pocket, no, don't should even. I? Don't even. Curtis, even if the movie was good, I am not spending thirty dollars to watch. Yeah, don't. Mulan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would just be like, that if it was good, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted it to be good too, but it was horrible. You sat down through the whole thing. Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing. And like those, those even a part like I'm watching it, and um, obviously the main character she goes into and supposed to like dress like a dude and stuff like that for like the army people don't recognize her, but she clearly looks like a, a woman, and they're like, "Oh, you're a dude," <laughs> and like it's, oh, it's like so bad. Oh, it's canceled. I want to see it like one time, <laughs> but if you yeah, have but you it, can watch it like yeah. Fire so, that's, I say I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna buy it, but I wanna I do want to watch it just to you know say I did. <laughs> but yeah, it's getting like horrible reviews too. Like 
It just sucks with that. Well, you already get us. You already got us on the wrong foot with the thirty dollar fucking ticket. So now <laughs> it, you yeah. got to make it worthwhile <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Are there any um, movies that you guys are excited about that that are coming out soon? Um, there's a lot. Uh, this week we got a trailer to Dune, which is uh, Denis Villeneuve's new movie. The guy that made a uh, Prisoners, um, Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I still haven't seen the trailer. I, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta watch it. Um, that's a very different Jake- movie than what he usually makes. Well, it's more... he made he made a movie like, I guess the the most similar movie you can think of is um Blade Runner because it's like that futuristic type uh-huh. of CGI and all that stuff. But um, yeah um, there's a new James Bond movie coming out. Uh, Black Widow should be coming out soon. Wonder Woman. There's I heard a, there's a bunch, all that all that is getting pushed back. I heard Wonder so Woman was, is getting pushed back. I was going to ask. Yeah, because yeah, I think the thing with the reason they're getting pushed back is because they saw what Tenet did. And they don't like it, because <laughs> Tenant, because made a lot globally. It made over two hundred ten million, but in the United States, it only made thirty million, and that's that's not good. So like, other companies and movies are seeing that, so they're trying to push their dates back. Because Wonder Woman and Black Widow, they were supposed to come out next month, and I think they're pushing it back. I knew that was gonna happen. Well, Tenant, Tenant's gonna be in theaters for like. A couple months, I think Christopher Nolan said, because mm. he got it. He got like a like an extension with AM or like with all the movie companies. So I think through time, people will get more comfortable going to the movie theater. Oh yeah, that's that's the reason. Because like look at look at you two. You guys weren't even comfortable the first week even even going, but you guys were there to watch Tenant. Yeah, but remember what we talked about? Like we're moviegoers. You know what I'm saying? So like we yeah. we kind of risked it, and Tenant had enough hype to go watch it, but. I'm not really excited about the Black Widow movie or like any of those movies, so like I'll probably skip out on that. Have you guys seen um, a trailer for a movie called Greenland? Greenland is that, is that like in the medieval times? No, it's some look. I mean, I feel like it takes place in like November of this year. Coming up, <laughs> it took place in November of this year. That hasn't happened. <laughs> exactly, it's a, it's a tw- it's one of those like 2020 in the future. Uh, yeah, it seems like I some. Know. I feel like it could happen next. Basically, no, like, I haven't I seen that, a trailer for that. It's a trailer where, like, um, from what I saw, like a bunch of weird stuff happening with the weather, and then the sky turns red, which is you know what just happened on the West Coast, California, and then, and then like these things started falling out of the sky, and like, like I don't know if they were meteors or what they call them, like planet. These things just falling out of the sky, and like Florida got hit first. Oh, oh, okay. I did hear about that. Yeah. Florida got hit first. <laughs> yeah. Wait, isn't this with um um the actor Idris Elba? Mm, I don't think that. No, no, I didn't see him in there. Okay. Yeah, but um, that, I saw that. I mean, that seems like an interesting movie. Sounds or, like the Rapture. Yeah, or feature documentary. <laughs> um. So, Curtis, you asked what movies we've seen lately. The, yeah. the last movie I saw was a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix, which was, which is very good. It's very psychological, makes you think a lot. Um, it's gonna def- definitely leave you with questions, but I, I think it's worth the watch. What's it it's about? Worth- I can't. Asiel <laughs> 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 could could back me up here. I thought you said you didn't like it. No, I I loved it. Really? When did I say I didn't like it? We were talking about it. That's not true. I never said I that. Roll back the tape. 
is it a real movie or like a documentary no, it's, or... a it's, a real, it's a real movie on Netflix but it, it just it's up to your perspective interpretation and, yeah interpretation and then you, it's one of those movies where like after it you're like okay explanation on YouTube pretty much okay cool I'll, I'll check that out so definitely check that out I really loved it I haven't really seen any anything new recently I saw a trailer for this movie called was it Antebellum Oh, I want to see that. Company, Which is not Monet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like some like I don't know. It's like a, I don't even know what it is. Like a, she's like gets like pulled through different time periods or I don't yeah. know. That's I don't know what the hell's going on. That's, That's coming out. Work. It's coming um straight to on demand though now. Yeah, I think oh, so. Wow. Instead of oh, like there is, a, there, there is a trailer actually that I saw this week um about like Chicago, and and like um back in like the eighties there was like huge like riots and. And stuff like that, and Sasha Baron Cohen is in it also. Coming to Netflix, I think there's a lot of shit coming to Netflix this this uh this month. So just keep posting on that. I'll definitely be watching. That's some news. I don't know if you guys heard. <laughs> it's random, but they're working on the Borat too. I heard yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw that he made the whole film like secretly. Yeah, I saw a, a clip. Um, no one knew at the time mm-hmm. he was shooting Borat too, but it has to, obviously he's like in america like in yeah. this time of america and there was a clip um he went I'm to like he's um, getting canceled for sure he went to uh, a if route he's not canceled yet no nah, he, he's, he's gonna make it. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about he was he's one he's one of those people that gets a pass like, no, 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 no. like when those movies came out america uh, the world that we were living in is a very different place no it, it is but, but that, that. that stuff okay uh let's It'll go with that point john on, like let's go with that point john it, it's a different world now than it definitely was back then. But people don't give a shit about that now because people are going back to shit that people did back then and accusing them of it now mm-hmm. and getting canceled now. So what is the difference between Borat back then than it is now when he... He's, he's been called out. He's been canceled by hundreds of thousands of people. This guy is basically culture... Uh, cancel culture in a, in a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so done like, everything offensive. <laughs> he's, done, he's done literally... Yeah, literally everything offensive. The people he so when I say he's like uncancelable or whatever whatever um, I said before it's like he, yeah he's one of those people that just like gets a pass because people know like what he no does. but John's right like a movie like that hasn't came out in a while and like like I was telling what's the other movie the, the day Tenant I was like asking Manny them like when's the last time you've seen like a good comedy movie and like they couldn't name one like a good comedy movie you've seen like recently. And like if you have this that's basically makes fun of everything, people are gonna judge the hell out of that. But I, I'm, I want to see when it will come out because I don't think it's gonna release now. It might release later, like 2021 mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But yeah, probably they they were just filming. So yeah, yeah. So and if out. if not, it'll be just on like straight to Netflix or like mm-hmm. like you remember? Yeah, that I, movie, I can like, see. I can see. He, that. He's that's probably definitely what's happening, Kurt. It's I can not see you that. said it. Cause Sasha Baron Cohen has been all over Netflix for the past couple of years, so that would make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, the the clip, the clip, the clip I saw, or like um, when he was like filming, like <laughs> that movie's gonna be outrageous. I can't wait. I, I, I want to see like how far he goes with that shit. Oh, uh, he went from the thing I saw. He went like <laughs> pretty far so yeah, far. Like... Yeah, I think that's the first. This... Go ahead, Curtis. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying he went to this like rally. And he like was um, disguised as like a performer, 
and he sang the most like racist song I ever heard in my life. It's so funny. He, he was getting the crowd to sing along, and they were all like, "Yeah," oh you know, God. saying. <laughs> I can already a couple see things. A couple of things. How real can that be if we haven't already seen it what online? What do you mean? Through others, through cell phone footage, or shit it, like it was that. through cell phone. That's what it was. It was cell phone footage, and then he um eventually the uh. The people organizing the rally, I don't know if they realized like he wasn't supposed to be there. Like he, that's his whole thing. I, the, the premise of Borat too is that Borat is like not an unknown person anymore, so he has to go undercover now. Mm. So that's like the storyline. Oh, so they, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they did there. No, so now, just true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when he, so when he like, when he, you know, you know, in the first, no, Borat, but I guess, like, I guess what John's saying, like, if he did that stunt, like, well, how come we haven't seen it, like, trending on? It was all over. It was, it was trending. Really? Like, I yeah, heard a couple about it, ago. I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, I saw like he was like someone spotted him, like he was driving a car, and I was like, no, nah, look it up, like, look, look it up on YouTube or something like later on. He kind of yeah. did something like that in the first one, or he went to like a like a bull fighting type of competition. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Arena. And then yeah. he started doing this whole this whole uh, national anthem that was, like, shitting on the USA. And yeah. people were just booing him out of the fucking stadium. That's <laughs> yeah. uncancelable. Yeah, so, boy, was to that, to that point about uncancelable, as Chris likes to say it, um, what makes you cancelable for the most part is the the jobs that you won't have anymore. Borat wasn't doing nothing before. He ain't gonna be doing nothing after. So no, no, he's in that he's been sense doing a lot of things. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of things. It's but now he's been, nice, um, he's been doing a lot of like voice acting stuff, and he's been doing a lot of like um, just like unrecognizable acting stuff. But he does like, a lot of theater also. Probably. He was in Les Misérables with with all those stars, um, yeah. and a bunch of like I said, a bunch of Netflix shows and movies that are coming out. He's been he's as well known as he is as like a funny guy that likes to fucking around with people that guy could act like he mm-hmm. can, he can really act so like people take that into account and they know that this guy can joke around and can actually be serious when needed so he the he's not blackballed or anything like people look out for him for casting and stuff like that and also he his a, brand oh go ahead my bad he was actually supposed to play freddie mercury um, and Bohemian Rhapsody, but he he canceled. He didn't he didn't want to do it like last yeah. second. So they got Rami uh, Rami Malek to yeah, do it, which to do he did a fine job. So yeah, and I was saying, just add on like him being like uncancelable is that um like his Gotta brand. Better get a patent on it. <laughs> his his brand. Uh, as, it. It's it's a, it's it's different when you're like a when you're like a Disney actor or something like that where your brand is like. Well, he he know. was he he's the Louis voice, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But his it doesn't matter. But, but people still know him he Borat he was the Borat. the voice in Madagascar, the King Julian. That's him. Yeah, but that's not only him. That's what I'm saying. But he's also a Borat. So it's yeah. like you. So what is he gonna do? Something outrageous, and people are gonna like. That's what he does. As opposed to like if if you're somebody who Again, doesn't do that, did it, like did, for did instance, it at a different time. No, yeah, like yeah. for instance, <clears throat> like for instance, um, just to go. You, you guys saw like the whole John Wall thing over the weekend, yeah. Like John Wall, <clears throat> like that. Like his his brand is like an NBA player, like you know. So 
when he does stuff like that, he has to like apologize now and blah blah blah. Versus like Sasha, if he does something crazy, it's like ah, and Sasha. It's your, yeah. your, it's expected. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like the cousin you got that does dumb shit all the time, and you're just like ah, oh, that's cousin Willie doing. <laughs> we'll revisit this conversation <laughs> after uh, yeah. comes up. I like to see like how people take it now because it's different. Yeah. Listen, different the times. reviews the reviews will be awful. No, of course they will be awful, but the audience score. <laughs> just, just quote me on it's that. Uncancelable. Cancelable. They're quoted. Quote me. <laughs> Clip it. Like, he's. It's like Dave Chappelle, basically. Exactly. Like I, Dave Chappelle can't be canceled. Dave Chappelle cannot be canceled. Cannot we'll just put this bored at dude in the same conversation as Dave Chappelle. Yes. Yes, he can. It's. A, I'm, okay. I'm not saying. Well, we're not so meeting now, or do? No, This is a very valid conversation. I'm not because, saying level wise, but yeah, as far as like someone who can like say whatever they want whenever and it'll be completely okay. Okay, but let's also realize that when Dave does it, it's in a very clever manner and it's kind of offensive to everybody and himself. This dude is clearly trying to make fun of you and be offensive as he can. It's two totally different ways of, of approaching a similar situation. Yeah, nah. but it's okay. But at, the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all jokes <laughs> and it's a movie. <laughs> Yeah, but I just I think the thing that makes you uncancelable is actually like just not caring about being canceled. I think what makes and, you uncancelable is being satisfied with your situation and not needing like uh, another job because you can you can already have enough money or provide that for yourself. Mm-hmm. But so, but that's it, it depends. Like, cause you could be to a point where like nobody will accept you anywhere. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle, if he gets canceled, he still has $500 million to go back to the house to, and he could just go to the street, put a stage, and people will show up. So he didn't need to do, like, a Netflix deal, or he doesn't need to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, he did do a Netflix deal. Yeah, before that comedy thing. But my point is that he, he, he doesn't, in his eyes, he doesn't care about being canceled because he could do it without the Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. And still do great numbers and great. Well, I mean, money. it. I probably it probably depends on the situation, like because people are just mad because the things he says. But like, if there's like allegations, like too far, yeah, true. that yeah. could be a different story. But yeah. true, true. I got a topic on that, which is the next person that people are talking about is Conor McGregor. Did you hear what he did in the past two days? Slightly. Slightly, well, yeah. Yeah. So he was in France and he flashed. <laughs> A married couple with their children, like he took his thing out and like showed everybody, and he got arrested yeah. that same day. He was drunk. Um, like people are hella mad at him there, cause like they say like he disrespected France and stuff like that. And like people were asking like Dana White, oh like what do you what are your thoughts <laughs> on this? Like you know everybody always wants to know his thoughts right. on, and but he basically said like oh like since he's not in the UFC like he doesn't have any opinions or like. Anything he wants to say to him, like he feel he feels like um, Conor McGregor like messed up as a way, like um, in that sense, like he doesn't want to help him out in any situation that he can. But, Wait, so is it confirmed that he actually did this? Yeah, he was arrested and everything, and there's pictures and video and everything. Like people what? saw him because he was like out in it was like a public outside drinking event or something like that, and mm-hmm. then like. This married couple was like sitting down or walking, and then like he just like takes pulls down his pants and like just shows well, them. At this point, I'm kind of tired of Connor in that sense because I feel like the last three times I've heard about him, 
it's been about an incident like mm-hmm. that he punched the dude at a bar like that was like way older mm-hmm. than him he threw that fucking chair at the bus at the tour bus when you know before the yeah. fight so it's like all right how many more crazy shit can we let this dude get away with before some serious consequences mm-hmm. are starting to like be implemented money um, is everything you see, that's that's where it gets weird because like he could he probably go to jail and then somebody could just probably bail him out. Like, no He's already bailed out, probably. That's exactly. <laughs> Money is uh, everything, top, but your reputation, lawyers, your reputation is with you too. Top lawyers, they just minimize jail time to fines, and he pays it. You see how? Uh, so this is an interesting conversation because back going back to reputation and stuff like, or oh, that's boring, so we know. Like they they try to get that excuse off for Connor when he punched the dude in the face, the older dude. They were like, "Well, he's a fighter. What are we gonna do?" I was like, "That doesn't make it right." Nah, <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't. Say, uh, yeah, that's hella wrong. <laughs> that, that was like the consensus. The consensus for the most part. Really? Yeah, I mean, but the, know, there were. Doesn't like, that no, fall, Connor was definitely at fault for that situation? Doesn't that fall under like his contract too? Because he was in the UFC and. And stuff like that Like you can't fight Like if it's not In the ring Or the octagon <laughs> Seems like What Chris said that Money's everything <laughs> like No rules <laughs> Once you You know You can bail yourself out Or whatever the hell um, but This yeah, is I, how it works out John He he got arrested The people that That, that were flashed Yeah they, Probably gonna get paid. be asked If they want to press charges or, or not If they press charges They go to court McGregor's lawyer is like, all right, we'll, we'll pay you what we'll they're settled, you whatever you ask, and let's just get this over with. That's that's pretty much how everything goes. It's all about money and lawyer. If you get the right lawyer, you can get yourself out of everything. Hashtag uh, OJ's lawyer. What's his name? Um, uh, Cochran, Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Wasn't it Kardashian's dad? No, he was one of them. Oh. Rob Kardashian was one of the lawyers, but Johnny Cochran was the the main lawyer. So before I got on here, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw my man Kanye. Oh no! So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, my man, my man, my man, Easy. He he uh, tweeted he tweeted um that Drake and J Cole need to give him a public apology. No what? Way. <laughs> yeah, public yeah, I'm serious. So Can you, you pull it up? Then <laughs> he explain why. Um, it was like a series of tweets, like him going at the label and saying he's not releasing any more music until he gets off of like Sony and Universal. Really? Um, Good. I'm gonna read you all the tweets. I need a public apology from J Cole and Drake to start. That's with right. The, <laughs> to start with immediately. That's right. I'm Nat Turner. I'm fighting for us. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> I mean, I'm just one of them. It's like it's a bunch, but he was. I'm just reading that one. So, do you think, do you think that Drake and J Cole need to apologize to, yay? Obviously, we're gonna go off of assumption because if he's not clearly stating in the tweet, you know the reasons, then I guess we're gonna assume is J Cole making false profits. It's we're gonna assume is Drake, obviously, the push a T beef, and I wouldn't say no. Nah. If it's for those reasons, no, because. One, you're an artist. Well, first of all, you're a human, so you're allowed to say whatever you want. Um, second, if those were their experiences with him, then who are we to kind of like, you know, not let them speak their truth or like their perspective? Um, 
So yeah, if he's speaking about that, like what I will say about the Pusha, Kanye, and Drake situation is though, we really never got confirmation that that Kanye was the one that was really telling Pusha the things. And the only thing we know is that Forty told the girl, and then the girl who he was sleeping with told uh, Pusha. The information so, came from 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I recently visited both uh, beef tracks, so maybe we'll talk about that after this. But, um, so, yeah, so I, I I don't think Kanye will say it, but I would like that to be clarified to a certain extent to see if he was the one that really divulged <laughs> the information <laughs> to push it. Because um, then, that, then that will be the part where I'd be like, yeah, he owes him an apology, or no, he doesn't owe him an apology because – what if the whole time Drake is really just getting misinformed about who really said the information and that he's just going at Kanye off of an assumption? But if it really came from Kanye and he finds a way that he can admit it or something, then, yeah, he don't got to apologize. But I never, I never know he had beef with J. Cole like that. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't personally. Cole decided to make a record about couple of people, Wale, about Kanye, and I think there was somebody else who was on, um, who the song was targeted for. No record of that. False, False Prophets. Prophets. But wait, why, uh, remind me, why did Cole make that record? Like, what was the issue? Or what did he feel like? I don't, I don't ever recall Kanye ever egging on J. Cole for any type of diss track or anything. I remember that came out, that dropped, and I, and I, I was like, kind of like, because obviously I'm a Kanye fan, so I was like, and I'm a Cole fan, so I was like, Jake Cole, like, why? That was weird. Like, I don't think like, it just came out of nowhere. I think it was because he was hearing what Kanye doesn't really do or does in the studio behind the scenes, so he was just kind of like, it's like when when you meet your heroes and then you kind of get to know them and then they're kind of like not who you thought they were. Mm-hmm. I think he was speaking on that behalf. Um, like. You know, he might not write all his own records. Oh, he might have more people working on the production than we actually thought. So I think he was speaking in that stance. And I think it was also because of all the crazy shit Kanye has been saying, you know, every time he speaks on the topic. So I think it was like all those things um, unraveled like at once. Yeah. When did that song come out? I can't remember this. 2015 or That was just a single thing or it was an Mm -hmm. album? Uh, it was just a he released two songs. It was that one and another one, but I forget the other one. I think it was right before For Your Eyes Only. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. good. That was with the the music video, like and by the bodega and the train or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was on, yeah, he was on a bus. All right, the bus is my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to the question where the the question was, should J Cole and Drake apologize? Well, I don't think anyone should apologize to anyone if you're being called out on Twitter. Like, that shit needs to be handled behind the scenes. Like, but obviously Kanye, you know him. He's too outspoken. He doesn't have any filters. So, so should I think, do I think they should apologize? No, not like that. Not in that manner. Kanye needs to go behind the scenes and figure that shit out, which is weird because I thought Cole and Kanye were cool because I, if you guys remember, like, a couple, I don't know if it was this dunk They're contest or, or, or whatever. They were pictured together. They looked fine. And I thought I thought that shit was cleared out, but I guess not. So I guess Kanye's feeling disrespected. But well, they. Well, one thing is Kanye has definitely tried to get this settled behind the scenes, because yeah, <laughs> you know you hear it through the grapevines. 
and he's talked on he's talked on Cole before, and we have seen pictures of them after False Prophets. Um, I thought you were going to talk about Good Fridays when he had him on the on the feature on one of the Good Fridays that he was like the last verse. Um, but like I said, like I, I don't. I don't think that's beef either. Like false prophets, to me, isn't a diss record. It's just somebody who thought somebody who was somebody, and then they weren't, and he just felt like he, you know, displayed it. Now, if you ask me, I don't care what the fuck I find out Kanye does or doesn't don't do. But if we're talking studio wise, because my dog has way too great of a catalog for me to destroy it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nothing he's done is amateur uh, before Ye and before that. Uh, so whether it be worst case scenario, worst case scenario, Kanye was the DJ Khaled before DJ Khaled. Still giving him the props for putting in the people he put in, choosing what gets finalized on the record. So I don't know what the fuck Cole was so distraught about that he needed to make a whole record about my idols become rivals and you they're not who they are and whatever the fuck. I think that that was some type of disrespect, even though, even though I just said it wasn't a diss record, <laughs> but it was disrespectful. Because it's like, it doesn't really change the catalog. Like, the catalog that is out is still one of the greatest catalogs to ever live in music. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think J. Cole cares as much about this as Kanye does. I feel Kanye like Nicole, didn't care about this. I'm sure yeah, I feel like 30, he deleted Kanye, tweets already. He's 30 minutes. He's, <laughs> I take no right. fucking anything man says it does anymore. I feel like Jake Cole is like, oh, Kanye still thinks I hate him or something. He's like, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, I think Kanye sits around and thinks of things that he needs to rehash and just like says it out loud. He's like, I'm not over this. And then like 30 minutes later, he's like, eh, whatever. And then yeah, I was wrong. I, I, I'm over it. He'll figure it out yeah. later. But... Drake for sure is still petty though. That boy's still upset for sure. I I will definitely look. I don't need a Drake and Kanye collab. Uh, everything we've gotten to me is terrible. Um, but I would like them to sit down and have a real conversation because to clarify, like, you know, who's really at fault and whoever's really at fault needs to really apologize. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're two great fucking artists and obviously it might have too many lines have probably been crossed <laughs> to get to that point. But I Kanye might also be speaking about, you know, certain uh, opportunities that he's either getting blocked or denied or um, he can't do because of a affiliation with a Cole, with a Drake. Mm-hmm. Um so that might also be a thing where it's like, all right, fam, like, y'all ruining this shit for me. We need to, like, figure this out. Type shit. I don't know. But that is crazy that he posted that. I didn't see that. I think that it needs to be resolved, like, off the internet. But maybe Kanye is going to the internet because he's tried, like he says, he's, like, left notes at Jake's house and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, with J. Cole, like, I don't know, that was, like, a weird one, like, for you to, like, say if it is about false prophets, for you to you know, come back five years after the fact, like, by the way, you know, you need to apologize for me. But well, um, That's the thing, he has brought it up before in the past, and then we just moved on, and now he's bringing it up again. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, Kanye, like, like I like, musically, 
like you know it's my favorite artist ever and like i love i love him as an artist and now when he tweets or says stuff i'm just kind of like uh, uh you know <laughs> like all right it's kanye like it'll you know he'll say something now he might change his mind it's, it's almost like when he like before you know before when kanye announced an album i was like yo like all right let's go now when he announces an album i'm like uh, it's probably not even gonna come out you know right. just like the the uh the yandi which well it kind of did i guess it got like transformed yeah, that into come well, at least, yeah, I guess. but like even the donda album that he said was gonna come out mm-hmm. after he dropped that song with Travis scott like in the summer like it didn't come out and then now he tweeted today i'm not releasing any more music until like they let me off my contract until my contract's done like all right when is that contract done like <laughs> is it done tomorrow is it done well let's talk about that I, I good question we don't know you know it could be years it could be soon um but you say he's with sony yeah i think he said like sony and universal or something oh, like yeah, that yeah. yeah you already know sub label sub label uh-huh. big label Kanye West has been in a bad contract for years now because he kind of still has not a new artist contract, but his contract is so old that it still has clause of like a back in the day Kanye. Yeah. And Kanye West is not an artist that should be in a weird contract like that. You're talking about Chris Brown owns his masters. You're talking about Beyonce owns her master. You're talking about Jay-Z. Yeah, Kanye West belongs on that same conversation of yeah, go we're gonna partner as a if I want to as a label. You know, you could distribute, we could have a distribution deal, and even that's not really necessary because we all know you could do it another way. Um, so I I agree with the frustration of him. You know, basically being still held to a contract that, fam, I'm getting tried on it. Like not because of why because he's over exceeded expectations that's probably the best way to say it and obviously you know you have to apply by the contract you've signed but i'm sure there was an opt-out opt-in situation either on the label side or on kanye side that they can figure out or if you're kanye do you just pay to get out of it uh, if that's a possibility i mean you're a fucking billionaire now so why not but that has to be like Cause it's been over ten years, so it has to be like a fifteen or twenty year contract or something. He could negotiate or, a buyout, or maybe he re-signed something seven, six years ago. You know what I'm saying? But it was still a bad, not yeah. a bad contract, but it was still not a contract that a Kanye West level uh, level artist should be getting. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I definitely think that he needs to be independent in his own right of owning masters and shit like that. Uh, but. Yeah, they gotta figure it out. And as far as music goes, I don't know how. Yeah, if we've, I mean, we've talked about this off air, but I've been just like how you said, Curtis. Like, you know, you hear an announcement about Kanye album. I don't get excited anymore. I don't, you know, and that's so unfortunate to say now because most of us here are like Kanye's lawyer defensive team. Like our whole lives, we've been defending this man, and like last three years is. It's been kind of like ugh, I give up, like I can't even do it anymore. Yeah, and it's not—it's um, not that I, I'm not getting excited because I don't want to hear the music. It's just that I don't think you really are actually going to drop when you say you do. You know, that's that's from my perspective, at least. You know. Well, for it's me, like, is I know it, there's a fifty-fifty chance it comes out, and I'm not 
confident in that 50% that it does come out because then we get a yay, then we get a kid see ghost, then we get a a, 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 Jesus, a Jesus is king. And yay, this is what I wanted to explain to people. Yay, I actually heard yay recently and it's not as bad as I, I credited to be initially, but I mean, take this however you want. Some people are going to say, yeah, that's not an excuse, but whatever. Let's not forget Kanye is making these albums with weeks worth of time. Like he speaks on, I'm going to do a Yandi. I'm going to do a blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do a blah, blah, blah. As soon as he announces a new album, he scraps that project, then starts to work on a new project and then releases that project within said weeks. So yay is a product of a couple of weeks worth of working on an album. So that's why I don't critique it too much because I know he did that shit two weeks ago. So I can't be, you know what I'm saying? You put two weeks worth of fucking, I know what it's going to sound like because you obviously weren't invested all the way through. Uh, Yandi might've been different because we, we heard that one for a longer time. So maybe he spent a little bit more time on it, but don't get it fucked up that when I heard Jesus is King, I still noticed very uh, classic Kanye's uh, flashes throughout the album. If that album would have had another verse on every song and it would have had a drum pattern drop in the middle of a record, that would have been a classic album. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? The samples were there, the choir were there, production was there. So I don't think Kanye, I don't, I don't not think that Kanye is not capable of releasing good music. I just think he spends too much little time. He sp he doesn't spend enough time anymore on a project, and it's starting to to you know we can recognize that he's not really taking it as serious as he should be taking it. So that's why I don't really get excited because I know we're gonna get something that he thought about a month ago, <laughs> and he probably just put the verses last night. So <laughs> it's like you know it's gonna be like a subpar Kanye production which is still better than a lot of the new artist shit, which is hilarious. Um, so that's why I say I don't get excited because I, I'm scared that it's like something that he just started to work on the other day. And and I know that your heart wasn't in it as much as you spending six months in Hawaii make, making dark fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like a different level of dedication. So Yeah. I actually heard Kid See Ghost like recently and it, it was pretty good. Like I, I thought it was Worse that's than to this fire. Worse than I thought yeah. it was, like, cause I heard it one time when it did come out, and I, I don't know if I wasn't listening right, but like I heard it like <laughs> recently, and I, I liked it except for like one song, and I know there's only like seven songs, but <laughs> I think it is it's pretty good than what people put it to be. Oh, the well, I'm a big Cuddy fan, and, and obviously you guys know how much. Of oh, then that's all you had to say. Everything else <laughs> to say after that is irrelevant. <laughs> You guys really think Kissy Ghost is bad? I don't go back to any yeah, song except the first one. I haven't no, listened to one. I haven't listened to Kissy Ghost in a long time, which like I don't think it was when I heard it. I I didn't think it was bad, but I just haven't. You know, I just I, it hasn't been yeah, it hasn't been something that I, I went back to. I should though. Yeah, so but that's that's another that. thing. I think when it comes to Kanye, it's not a bad project. It's just something either. It hits with you or it doesn't at the time, I guess. Yeah. But I definitely remember Kinsey Ghost to me being more like of a, a film, a score film, a film score mm -hmm. to like a, sounding more like that than like an actual uh, thing I could play in my car and like uh, sing along to. Mm -hmm. 
but I yeah, don't go back to that. I don't even go back to the Pusha T album, and that was probably the best album that came out Oof. of that track of that whole run. To this day, <laughs> to this day, I go back to that album. That shit is too fucking good, man. You know what disappointed me, low low key? Because I don't know if you guys watched the Nick Cannon interview. I didn't. I gotta watch that. I haven't seen it yet. Did you watch the second one, Chris? Uh, no, I didn't watch the second one. All right, so on our last pod, we we talked about the Nick Cannon and Kanye interview. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's actually really good. <laughs> he's actually, you know, speaking. He's communicating better. Let's put it that way. He's coherent. Um, but he said this, and I was surprised because I feel like a lot of people don't uh, agree with him, and I might agree with uh, what the people are saying. He was talking about, like, when I get an opportunity to, you know, collaborate with a, a artist like Nas, like, I... I take advantage of that situation and I take my time to create a project because that's nice. And in my head, I'm like, a lot of people didn't fuck with that album, yay. Like, but Nas, Nas himself said that they didn't take time on that album. That's why. <laughs> right. So I don't yeah. know why he felt so comfortable to just say that because, first of all, when everybody heard uh, Nas and Kanye album was coming, we were hell excited because we got um, classic. With KRS One, Kanye, Nas, um, Rock Kemp. If y'all don't remember that song, <laughs> um, that was like every every Kanye and Nas. Yeah, and then uh, still dreaming. She pulled up at six forty in the seven forty five. I guess I'm talking to myself here, but everybody go check those records out. Classic <laughs> Kanye and Nas record. This Curtis, was, I'm hella disappointed. This was before the song. No, yeah, this was like back in the day <laughs> like yeah um so yeah so i don't know I've, it sucks to know that he thinks that he actually killed it and maybe he did on the production side it's just that the way that the the melodies and the the flow that nas was deciding to you know do on the kanye shit just didn't connect and maybe yeah, kanye's no. tempo was also not the right tempo for nas to get his shit off either. Production-wise, I thought that album was was pretty damn good. I also don't think that album was too bad. I mean, but when you're talking about Nas, like, such a, a, a critically acclaimed rapper like that, you expect, like, great. And it obviously wasn't that, but I don't think it was that bad either. It was just, it, it definitely didn't live up to the hype. I think that's why people are more disappointed about it. But I think it's a good album. There's a few songs that I actually still go back to, but... You're the only one. Yeah, it could have been better. <laughs> um, since we're here for a quick second, and we kind of touched on it last pod, Curtis, what, what do you think about Hit Boy, the producer? I like Hit Boy. You don't? Have you heard like his stuff recently? Um, like I mean, the Big Sean stuff. Big Sean stuff. He did the whole Nas album that came out two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, he did what a couple of things on another artist. Forgot. <clears throat> um, I heard I heard the Nas album at when I was at the the studio, and um, I heard the I heard Detroit. I was this awesome. I've been listening this whole week basically. Um, I thought it was I thought it was dope. You know, like I said, you don't like Hip Boy because that's what it sounds like. It's I well before. I already had this thought and then Chris or somebody had said something that he was like speaking bad on Kanye's name, which made my take even more aggressive. But 
I haven't heard a Hit Boy beat, if not ever, but recently, and was like, yo, fire. Like, that shit's hard. Like a, yeah, like, a like a, like the N-words <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> um, even that be if you break it down, that's not a great production. That's thanks to Kanye and Jay-Z for what they came up with on top of that beat. Mm. I think I'm ready to say it. Hit Boy is overrated. I think people are just getting it twisted that he's doing the people that he's collaborating with are fucking great because he got a Kanye, he got a Big Sean, he got a, a Nas. But I don't think he's like, I haven't heard anything from him where I'm like, yo, you know what? Probably top 10 producer of right now or whatever the fuck. Maybe not top 10. He probably is top 10, but like a top five. Nah, I don't hear it. Interesting thought. But um, no, I, I mean, I like Hit Boy. Like, I, yeah, I don't think he's had, um, like I said, he, I don't think he's had like a N-words in Paris, like, you know, recently but like i don't think anyone any artist has had like a record like a huge record at all recently like who this whole year who's had WAP. like why wap wap uh, even 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 wap right now like it's it's it just came out like we'll mm-hmm. see you know we'll see in like you know i, I mean i think it's going to be around for a while but like i feel like no one there's not been a song that's been like a mega, mega, like. We're talking about a song that came out nine years ago. We're talking about Hit Boy now That's because he's been releasing recent stuff. Yeah, he's getting praised for it. And I mean, it's compared to everything else that's coming out right now. It's, I think it's good. You know, I don't think it's like, bad. Don't get me. Don't, that's not what I'm trying to say. I just don't think it's. I can name better producers. I can, you know, what I'm saying like I, that's just how I'm feeling, and. The last hit boy right, beat that I really like remember and go back to is the the Kendrick Lamar, all my life I want money and power respect like that. Beat. Was crazy. Yeah, like I yeah. remember that type of shit. I didn't know he did that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that lot was... of beats from back in the day that hit boy was part of that because he did a lot of Beyonce. Okay, let me take that back. Hit boy is a great producer, but I I guess I'll say that the re- the things that he's been releasing the last two years. I'm not fond of. I'll say that because he did a lot of Beyonce shit. I think on Beyonce and those beats were nasty. I think Ooh. now he's like just more like, like a DJ kind of like name out there. Like I worked on this. I got this big artist here. This is me. I I did it. And then since the album is doing good, he's just getting praised in that way. But like hey, you, like Probably. you said, it's not like he's not compared to like a Kanye like beat like like it's a. Uh, like a masterful beat like you remember that everything he did you could mention but like with a hit boy beat like it's just like a standard good song whatever that's how I feel but people are praising him to the most high because Nas finally has an album that doesn't have terrible beats but he's like reaping the benefits of the beats not being terrible like oh like Nas is always getting killed for picking bad beats he didn't pick great beats. He just didn't pick bad beats now. So I feel like he's getting the, the effects of like, damn, now nah, it sounds good on your beat. And like, yeah, I don't know. And like, he doesn't sound good with Kanye's. Does he mean? No. Because I, I have yet to hear the claim. Chris, were you the one who said it? That he was talking? I don't think so. Or Manny might have, I, don't, I don't think it was Manny. I think either. I said it like, I said like, 
um, cause he did work on Big Sean and Nas album and they're doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, is he taking shots like at Kanye for doing that? Something like that. You were bringing it up as yeah, a, yeah. as in your own. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he didn't say something. No, he personally didn't say it, but mm-hmm. people, I think like I've heard like people mm-hmm. compare. Especially because the Nas album, his version yeah, yeah, yeah. and Kanye's version, so like they're comparing yeah. that. That one. Yeah, I'm not mad at that because Nas and you know Hit Boy sat there for months and worked on something together, so of course it's gonna sound you know like a way more. Mm. Here we go again, cohesive <laughs> album. Um, so yeah, I'll give him that for sure. Yeah. But I just want to hear your take on it. I just feel like every producer like every writer like every artist they have their like golden moments you know golden years their golden run whatever you want to call it um and like you can't be hot well you can be hot forever but it's like very hard to do that um as a producer i don't even know off the top of my head like i'm sure there are but i don't know any producers right now like in you know in this moment that have been hot like forever like do you know any we do but they're not going to be more known to like you and i will know because behind the scenes we know how they who's really getting down because like you could say danger you could say uh anderson pack you could say um justice league you could say uh foreign tag is killing it right now smash david hit maker um like there's a couple of people out there like if we really like think about it but I think you're talking more for like when we were noticing like the Metro Metro Boomins at the time or like the uh, Tank Keith and like DJ the Murder on the Beat or even DJ Mustard yeah yeah so I feel like everyone everyone has like their moment of shine their waves they have their runs and like you go up you go down and some people they catch their second wind some people don't. Um, so You're like, right. so like Hit Boy, I wouldn't count him out right now. I'll just say that he he had his he had that run when he was doing like all those other songs, and now I mean he didn't, and then now or he never even were. I wouldn't even say he went down, but you know he just you know wasn't there, and right. now now he's like getting on all these projects or executive producing all these projects, so. This could be the start of a second win. Like, who knows? Like, oh, for sure. You never know. Like, something else drops, and then Hit Boys. Like, I don't know. Like, Kendrick's Kendrick's coming out, about to drop soon. Like, who knows if Hit Boy did like something harder than Backseat Freestyle? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Did y'all see like some of? The, I don't know what it is, but like some Kendrick shit got leaked. It, it's it looks like from like. Some years I don't know what it is But like It's all over YouTube And like every day They're like releasing A new track from that You all see that? Oh no so, Something is 100% up Because I got a notification earlier Let me see if I can find it Yeah At 508 Kendrick Lamar Are you a fan? From Spotify Click the follow button So you don't miss New music releases Randomly oh. From Spotify Damn <laughs> So wait so, so somebody's leaking shit? I think he's about to drop out because I saw he shooting, he's he's been shooting some videos recently. I saw some pictures. Yeah, we're talking, yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about that. Yeah, so um, so like, is this like his way of like <laughs> like self promotion, like secretly, like oh I'm coming? Well, I mean it's been a while. It's artists, been a couple of years. 
Well, yeah, but he's talking about like the rollout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Artists, there is artists that do that. Like they'll leak shit, and it's really coming from their camp. Yeah. Hashtag Drake. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think Kendrick is that type of artist. Maybe, maybe he is, but I don't think he's going you know, to purposely leak something. I feel like he could just drop and have the same impact he'll have, mm-hmm. you know, regardless. But since we got Curtis here, let's let's stick it um to let's stick to music. And obviously the people that don't know you, Curtis, tell them about a little bit about yourself, what you do in the music industry, who you've worked with, and then after that we'll kinda get into like the process of like what we do behind the scenes. If you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a songwriter, um, multi-genre songwriter. Uh, I mean, I've been in the studio written songs for like everyone, like, you know, uh, some songs like, you know, got cut, some songs didn't, some songs, you know how it goes. But um, I mean, I've written songs with for the purpose of giving them to like a ton of people and stuff. So. It's kind of, you know, what I do. And I also artists as well. Um, so Curtis and I, we both are songwriters and artists at the same time. Um, but behind the scenes, we obviously have worked on a lot of records together um, for producers, for artists, for probably for one of your favorite artists, whoever is watching this. We've done it in the English market and we've done it in the Spanish market. A lot of people want to know, first of all, songwriting recently, I would say during the last year to maybe two, feel like we've been finally getting recognition. You know, like we're not considered ghost writers anymore. Like now we're being credited on like a, a credit a credit uh, list, and it's not like frowned upon as much. So, you know, I feel like songwriters are thriving at the moment, and it could potentially continue to get better, which is great. But like, what is the process of like when you write for other people? So. Who hits you up for the most part? How do you get the beats? How do you tap into like certain records depending on who they're for? Um, let's kind of take people behind like that process a little bit. Okay, so um, writing for other people. Am I? I so guess first the off, is, first who, do I know like am I writing just a writer? Am I like oh Curtis, we need a song for? Who are the type of people that hit you up first? to get something done? Like, um, it can be A&R that the artist is signed to. I mean, A&R for a label that the artist is signed to. Right. Their manager, um, producers that are working with the artists who need an idea for them or who they've been hit up by the label, et cetera, or the artists themselves. I would definitely say social media was like a big factor in like where I am now because I was, I was hitting everyone up then I would go to LA and finally like meet them in person. And then, you know, we were already kind of working online. So working in person, like things just went well. And then you meet, you know, they call, well, let me introduce you to this person or, yo, let me bring you to this studio or, or, yo, this, this A&R, like you need to meet them. Cause like, like artists XYZ, you know, like can take some of your songs. And so, yeah, for sure. When you sending out your music to other, to other people that you might not know, or like, you know, you're, for the first time or whatever, like the risk that's involved. Like, how do you feel about that? How I speak on that? Like, you know, because people be like, what if they steal your stuff or whatever? Um, honestly, it's kind of a risk you got to take in a sense, but you can, you can always copyright your stuff too. 
before you send anything out anyways. And um, the thing about now, especially if you're probably recording by yourself or on a computer, but everything's like time and date stamped regardless. You know, there were times like, you know, a couple of years ago when I would hit certain people up and I'd get their email and I, <clears throat> I sent a song at the time that I thought was good or I sent a couple of songs that I thought were good. Looking back now, they weren't really that good but at the time I thought, but to right. probably to their ears, they weren't that good and they were like, ah, like, you know, okay. never answered me. But then it's funny because like you run into the same people like now and you know, like, oh yeah, you sent me stuff a long time ago. It's like, yeah, I did, you know, but um, whatever. Anyways, like, yeah, so quality is definitely important factor so make sure like especially if you're, if you're a songwriter focus on being able to write like a good song first before you start trying to write songs fast because you could send you could you could oh, I have a catalog of who knows let's say randomly like oh, I got 25 songs to send you right now and like yo if, if all 25 of those songs aren't like amazing then that's the same thing as sending zero songs oh so. yeah because me and Curtis have been in rooms <laughs> where the producer or A&R or artist gives you a record 10 to 15 seconds. And if that shit didn't impress them in 10 to 15 seconds, next, mm-hmm. next, next, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like the, the, the verse hasn't even started yet. <laughs> like, so we've been in those rooms. Um, I will say though, Curtis, with when I send stuff out, I send my really good stuff, but I don't send my best stuff because I, I send what's good that I could be judged on, you know, structure, creativeness, uh, lyricism, but I try to keep the best, best like shit that I got timeless music or like that I feel is great so that whenever we, if I do get the opportunity to see you in person, you know, like I can show you something better than what I even sent you initially, but it definitely has to be good enough for them to, you know, want to sit there and listen to it or even meet up with you. So I do agree with you in that sense. Um, so regarding getting beats, uh, I have like a team of producers that um, that I work with like a lot. Um, shout out Johan Aramie, Red Jacket. Shout out Mills, Onassis, Oh Is That You. Uh, just started recently working also with this other, shout out Shane, Jose out in LA. Cause I have like a, a drama state, mind. drama state out in France. Yeah, like shout out, blow your mind. Um, so these are all producers that like I've just collectively met over over the years. Um, whether it was in person, whether it was in social media, whether it was like word of mouth or mutual friends or label, whatever. But these are people that um, and then these are not these these producers I named are not the only producers I work with, but these are like my, you know. I guess circle you could say if I if I say I have a circle but um usually a lot of my beats come from like those guys and all those guys they're they're really talented people and they're they're able to produce in multiple genres if you work like let's say because I've seen like a a recent artist do you want can we say like the recent artist you worked with Hmm? like an artist you worked with where you like keep that secret uh right now I don't want to like Jinx anything, so we'll talk about who the records that have come out, like that you've worked with already, like that the um, records have already came out. So let's say like the 
well, like, what's the, I mean, the most recent was like the quarantine. It was like the like, Malu, mm-hmm. like, walk in the club. Um, yeah, like that record, for instance, like, we wrote that. Um, and that was essentially like a conversation that me and Malu just happened to be walking in the building at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I asked her how her weekend went, and she was in LA at a party. And how Peachy said, like, it was cool, but people weren't dancing. It was some party that, like, Cardi B threw or something like that. And um, I was like, oh, well. In my head, I was like, all right, let's write a song about that. And then literally, like, the beat came up, and I was like, all right, so tell me about the party. And tell me about the party, and we just put it in song form, you know? What's her last name? Was it Malu what? uh, Trevejo. Trevejo. Just so that people know. Oh, yeah. Girl who was beefing with a bad baby or whatever. Yeah, I think I think they're friends now. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's like that, or 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 recently, I'm doing a lot of some Afro stuff too for a couple artists that I'm not gonna like name on here yet, because you know nothing's like for sure until it's for sure. Right. But like stuff like that, it's like we talk, or they might have a concept in mind that they want, and then I just you know do my thing on it, get the tracks and. Go so, back and forth so like, that way. With her, with Malu, um, that's already came out this thing. Yeah, yeah. How does that work with like do you have to like sign a thing for like you get paid with like royalties of streams yeah, and stuff? Do, yeah, you get um percentage like writers royalty and stuff and it, like is that. Is that so like forever? Is or is it like Yeah, it's uh early? no no, these yeah, royalties are forever. It's like okay. just <laughs> Like cyclic income, I guess you could say. Okay. So like every time it's like streamed, on, the plays yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's why people who have even people who have like really major hits mm-hmm. from like you know back like in the seventies or sixties, yeah, still getting paid. When Chris, when you're sh- when you're like shopping out a song, does it have to be ex- well when you were? I don't know. I don't know if you're still doing that. But yeah, when true. you were, do you? Do you only show it to one person at once, or do you, or do you show it to, like a like a like a handful of people, and whoever bites or whoever takes it, or do you use it, or do you usually have someone in mind who's more exclusive? I usually well, explain to people while shopping a record is first, and then going. Well, well, pitching a record is like when you're same like literally sounds like you're you're sending a record to someone, or you're playing a record for somebody. You're trying to whether it's like like I said, a manager, the artist themselves, A and R label and you're trying to have them you know use the record for their single for their album or whatever and um usually when i send out records i send them out like i don't send them out to a million people at once i might send them out to usually just like one person at a time maybe two if i'm gonna send it to multiple people then i'll send it to one person first and i'll wait a little bit yeah, because what if both you know <laughs> exactly? You don't want to get in yeah. that situation, so I wait a little bit, and if I hear something, then I do. If not, then I'm like, all right, I send to the next person, and then like if the other person decides to answer later on after like the second person already wanted it, then I could be like, I'm sorry, you know, I sent you that mm-hmm. a long time ago, so you know, it's on you to check my emails. It's crazy because one crazy aspect of that is like. Uh, boy one has sent Russ like a pack of beats and Russ didn't do nothing with it for I remember the time frame but I, I know it was months to maybe a year and boy one did hit him up like months later and was like yo 
are you doing anything with this beat? Because I got somebody who potentially wants it. Mm-hmm. And then this was like, yeah, I already did something to it, having done nothing to it. And then it ended up being Best on Earth. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge record. <laughs> so, like, that's another yep. thing with music. Timing is like, it doesn't exist. Like, like, people will be sitting on beats, people will be sitting on songs, and we'll get, they will get packed around forever. And you never know who's going to pick them up. You never know who's going to get on the record. I like that song. Like, last time I was in L.A., actually, um, I think the night before I left, I was actually in the studio with uh, the, uh, the artist featured on it, Bia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the studio with her because um, I know her team, like Bruno and, like, Lil Rich and Aziz and all those guys. She's really p- talented, like, producers. And, like, Bruno, I think, I'm not sure if he manages her. But I met with them like my last is, night. This isn't Pharrell still part of her team. She uh, was sure. at one point. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, but see, that's another, that's a whole another thing of like social media stuff too. That was like me and Bruno talking on like mm. IG or I think he was working with Blow Your Mind at the time, and then he heard he heard my stuff, and then me and him spoke, and then like you know, met at the studio, and like yeah, like Bia was there, and I'm gonna say the. Since you were talking about like the, the beats getting passed around and stuff like that, um, I forget where I heard this, but I remember hearing that the 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 Drake, Kanye, Little Wayne, and Eminem song "Forever," um, that was actually supposed to be I forget who it was, but like some major artist, and like they passed it up, and like obviously it, it became what it is, and like one of the greatest songs out there. Yeah, that, that time. happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. A lot of artists pass up on songs or or beats too. Even or two artists might have a beat. Like producers, they might send just a pack out to like a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then somebody records on it, or two people record on it, but one person releases it first. It's interesting to, to hear those stories because you remember that famous clip of like Jay Z and Timberland in the studio, and Timberland just playing Jay Z beats, mm-hmm. and he that's where they got dirt off his shoulders. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the one of the beats that Timberland plays was actually a beat that Ludacris took, um, "Potion." And like you you hear it there, so it's obviously nobody's at the moment. And then like it becomes another record years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as a writer, like you know, when producers send you beats, like you, there's a chance that sometimes they might be sending it to other writers at the same time. Oh, they probably are for sure. Yeah, so yeah, and that's how that's how people work too. Like in writing camps, like they'll put four people in one room, three people in another room, two people in another room, and sometimes they give them all the same beat. Um, and supposedly that's how like Party Next Door was uh, working on a lot of the Rihanna shit. Um, like everybody gets the same beat, and whoever has the better song uh, comes out. <laughs> Yeah, nah. Or or they take the best parts of like everyone's song and just mm-hmm. mash it into one song. That's so interesting, though. Even yeah, like the <laughs> like the the Dreamville video. You remember that little video that came out where they flew in like the best producers, that, like the top mm-hmm. writers in um, Dreamville, and exactly. they're like it was a free for all pretty much. You see, labels do that all the time, but with um, those people were more known. Yeah, those with writers like they'll either give everybody the same beat in different rooms, and then the best one makes it, or they'll just give everybody hella different beats, and then they'll just pick the best ones out out of the day. 
Um, yeah, and sometimes you have it at the scale of, oh, just come to the studio, have a writing camp, or you have it in the scale of St. John fucking, or John Belly and going to a, a Paris castle, a castle in Paris where, like, they do songwriting camps and you're there for, like, a month and shit, like, just writing hits every day. Like, it's fucking nuts, though. How... One, how is your writer's block? Do you get it? Do you not get it? And two, how do you fi- how do you continue to find new ways to build, um, to release or make music because you put out so much of it or like work on so much of it? Not put out because putting out would I guess mean like putting it out, but I guess like creating them and sending them out and shit like that. Like, how do you not get writer's block or what? What's your technique, and how do you not run out of shit to say or subject-wise? I don't know. I've I've been able to like overcome that. I used to get writer's block and stuff, but now I just I find inspiration in whatever I can, you know. Or or even like, if I can't come up with words, I can for sure come up with melodies, mm. all the time. Like I will always be able to come up with melodies, and the words eventually come to and, you. And in my melodies, like I hear words in my melodies. So I hear words in my melodies, and then. I, I if I even if I hear a sentence or something I can build around that and then the way I, I write now is that like I try to keep the lyrics like well, certain songs depends on, but most of my songs it's like I try to keep it like very conversational so it's almost just like if I'm you know almost like you're talking to somebody but obviously has to rhyme and and then I guess I think the fact too that I don't write either is a played, a played a major role in me like not having writer's block because now it's more about feeling all right i got a question for you we'll <laughs> save the best for last if you can answer this this is a little weird of a question you got to choose one venue that's going to be sold out no matter which one it is you could choose anywhere in the world anywhere from here is the triple a you go to madison square you go all the way to the sydney opera house one venue in the whole world that you would sell out which would you choose triple a it's my home to the roots I see. Yeah, that's my that's my home. So like, it's my home. You would choose American Airlines Arena over Madison Square Garden. <laughs> he just said it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean Madison Square Garden is like obviously another milestone. But if I had to choose like one, like I feel like obviously selling out your hometown is always going to be more special to you than selling out anywhere else. I respect it. Like any artist, I like it. any artist that's coming out now, like they probably usually start off doing little shows in like the basement with like 20 people and then eventually they're in that arena in their hometown because there's a journey attached to it you go to sell out madison square garden it's because you had to probably sell out your own stadium first to even get there well everyone this was the planet of doubt podcast thank you for <laughs> tuning in to my show <laughs> Right, thank right. you guys for tuning in. This has been the Planet of Doubt, episode 17. I would advise for you to please subscribe, like the video right now. If you made it all the way through, we highly appreciate it. We want to thank Curtis the Kid for joining us on today's episode. Um, I hope that you guys learned a lot. I hope that you guys learned about the music industry, the the journey of a writer. And this is a conversation that could go on forever and a conversation that could go on forever in the entertainment industry. But thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed your time here. And don't forget, tell a friend, tell a friend. Peace. Peace out. That <laughs> <laughs> boy's like, what's going on? Yeah, I was just like, all right. Curtis's video, so it lines up with him. <laughs>